Hey guys, Kyler back with Kyler Burrell's Unedited Podcast, episode number 27. Um, back with my good friend Colton Fee. Glad to have you on again. Always good to be back, man. Um, you know, today really, we're not really going off any, you know, set list. We'll go over just some topics in the NBA, NFL, stuff like that. I'll give my uh, predictions for a big uh, fight card this weekend, UFC 263, Adi Asanya, Vittori 2. But yeah, we're just going to start off with talking about the playoffs, and you know, first we'll we'll discuss how we thought the first round went in most in some series. Get the get the Lakers talk out of the way. Um, have you addressed the Lakers yet? I have not addressed the Lakers yet. It's the first time addressing the Lakers, so. I mean, I'll give you the floor. Just kind of. So I mean, uh, where do you start? I mean, you know, were you feeling, after were you after up after? Oh, I mean, I was, yeah. I mean, I thought they'd ease, I thought they'd win the series. I, I thought this would be their toughest series because of you know not being able to play together, LeBron being banged up. Um, start, I mean, two. It's the the game first game game one. They lost by nine, but they didn't play good at all in any way. So I was like, okay, well, I know if they just play even a little bit better, they can win this series. Game two, again, didn't play very good, but the defense was there. Like I said, I thought they would be able to win this series because. Defense travels, but then AD goes out. Defense wasn't the same in game five or game six when he got hurt again. Uh, you know, when they went up 2-1, I really thought the series was over. Uh, you know, and then Suns come out and, you know, shoot the ball pretty well in game four. Uh, I think Lakers were up four when AD went down. And then after that, everything went downhill the rest of the series AD after AD went out. So, I mean, you know, it was just tough luck. You can't do anything about it. Injuries happen. Everybody deals with injuries. So, I mean, that's the way it went. I do not think the Suns are a better basketball team than the Lakers. I think the Lakers are definitely a better team. I think injuries definitely, you know, hurt. But like I said, you can't do anything about that. That's just how, you know, that's just how it goes in the NBA. So, you know, I think, you know, it'll be next year, you know, get back fully healthy. I think they'll be fine, you know, make another run. So, you know, it sucked to see LeBron losing the first round, of course, but I mean, you know, everything comes to an end, I guess. So, I mean, it was just tough. What do you think about the series? Yeah, I mean, like you said, when it was two, two, one, I thought it was over. Um, I don't know. Suns are a scrappy team, though, so it's not surprising that they kind of came for blood when they saw AD was hurt. Yeah. I mean, they shot lights out. And yeah, they did. Six, so. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you can't really do anything about the injuries, so I mean, that's just is what it is. And after seeing what you saw, did you think they would have been like the favorites? Fully healthy. Not fully, fully healthy, fully. but as healthy as they were. But AD didn't get hurt. If AD did not get hurt, I would have said they would definitely made the title. I don't know if I would have put them as the favorites over Brooklyn, but I would have said they get out of the West. Yeah. Because, like I said, I think just fighting through that first series would have been huge for their confidence, and you know. It just didn't. It just didn't run out that way. So I mean, it was tough. Uh, so what do they have to do this off season, if anything? You think they have to do anything? I mean, I think. I mean, a lot of the people I'm hearing they want to see this team ran back fully healthy. Maybe you give that a go, and then if it's not working, then maybe you make trades. You know, early on. I don't really know. I haven't really assessed like what they could do in this off season. Um, you know, would you run it back? If you were the GM. It's tough. Um, I don't. I don't know how well they. I don't know how well that roster meshed. Honestly, the I new don't pieces. know if I bring back Schroeder or Drummond. But I also don't know if you can just lose Schroeder for nothing. 
So I think maybe a, tr- a sign and trade or something for him would be good. If Drummond goes, he goes. I don't think that's a really a key loss. Schroeder on contract though next year, or is he? A He's free a free agent, agent this summer, so it, it would have to be a sign and trade. Which a team that wants, you know, it's probably going to. You're probably going to see a contending team try to get him, so it would be a sign and trade because a team that doesn't have a lot of money might want him, and, and we get some pieces back. I guess that might be the the thing the Lakers do is do that, but we'll see. I think Dennis Schroeder definitely uh, messed up not taking the uh, $84 million the Lakers offered him, though. Because uh, I think he he definitely hurt himself in that playoffs, in that playoff run. <laughs> uh, I don't know who would watch that playoff run and give him $90 million. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't give him – I don't know if I would give him over $10 million a year. I just don't – I don't know. He did not play very well to me. Maybe he'll come back next year and be better. I don't know. I didn't like the way he played, though. But maybe that's just me. I guess the Lakers like him, so – We'll see what happens. But, yeah, so, yeah, the other series, Jazz beat Grizzlies, nothing really to see there. Grizzlies only got one game because Donovan was hurt. Um, Denver and Portland had that wild-ass double overtime game. Was that Dame six scored, games? Yeah. Six games. Game five was that thriller. What, Dame scored 55, I think? Yeah. Something like that. So, yeah. that's And Portland might have run its course, too, to be honest. Um they got rid of their uh, coach. Dame, you want to come to the Lakers? Awesome. I'd like to see Dame come to the Lakers. <laughs> I know that's probably not happening. But, uh, uh, yeah, so – and then the Mavericks really should have won that series. They probably should have beat the Clippers. Uh, no help from Kristaps, uh, though. Uh, you know, Luka can't do it all on his own. They need to go out and get a ball handler that can, all, that can you know, take the pressure off Luka from time to time. You know – and then you had the East. Not much seeing the East, really. You know, Sixers, gentlemen sweep the Wizards. Nets, gentlemen sweep the Celtics. Uh, Trey Young, gentlemen sweeps the Knicks, which I had the Knicks winning, so that was actually surprising to me how that one only went five. And then really surprising that the Bucks swept the Heat, in my opinion. But, uh, yeah, so... There's one one trade that's most likely to happen for the Lakers. What would you... Who would you rate it as, or... What do you think it would be, and what percentage would you give it? Like, who would they trade? Like, what player? No, who would they get? All-star status. Or a really good role player. I thought about, you know... So the Lakers do have some draft capital. More than the Clippers. So, I've thought about... You gotta look at guys... I mean, it's gonna be tough to pull off the Beal or Lillard because they're making... Lillard... Beal's making 29. Beal would be my go-to. If I could do try to do something to get him, Lillard making forty four million a year, that's probably not happening. You know, guy like CJ McCollum though, his teammate, a uh, guy like Zach Levine making nineteen million. You know, it's it's tough. It's it's really really tough. Um, I don't necessarily think they need a third yet. I think not they in can. The West. No. I think they can go another year without getting a third. Now, at some point, you're going to want to get another guy. When LeBron is, you see LeBron start to decline for sure. You definitely are going to want to get another guy next AD. But right now, I think it's okay if you brought it. I I have actually I actually had a trade that we went through, uh, me and my brother. Um, if Portland wants to blow it up, Portland receives Dennis Schroeder, Kyle Kuzma, and a pick for CJ McCollum. I think CJ people have you know said that he can't do it as a number two. Okay, when he comes to LA, he's a number three. I think he could really thrive in that role, and I think he'd be a really good piece for the Lakers with next to LeBron and AD. 
Um, but that's if Portland chooses to blow it up. We'll see. They may not blow it up. Are they, you still on the LeBron is the best player? Yes, train? absolutely. You yeah, haven't I've, seen anything from him that says decline? No, because, I mean, you know, people can say decline. Well, you know, he played on a high ankle sprain. You know, uh, I wouldn't say decline. I would just say he, you know, was playing at 75% in my opinion. So next year, if he comes out the same way when he's fully healthy and he's not that guy and he's not being able to attack anymore and he's taking more of a backseat, then maybe I'll say, okay, he's declined a little. But I'm not – I haven't seen a fully LeBron – in a long, I haven't seen a Floyd Ron since the first, what, 20 games of the season? So, and uh, where was that, LeBron? Number one in the MVP discussion. So, I'm not here to say that he's on the decline at all. Um, but, uh, so what do you think of the, uh, you think of the Jazz Clips series? You think it's over? I'm not going to say over. Neither will I. I mean, the I Jazz did what over. they needed to do. Yeah. Won two games at home. And now the Clippers... They got to win the next two, though. If they, they go back yeah. to Utah 3-1, it's probably over. If they split, I'll say it's over. But, I mean, they have they have pieces you can still come back and win the series. Yeah, so. I mean, Kawhi. I, I, know, thought the, I thought the Mavs series was over. So I'm surprised they came back and won that. So I'm not going to ride them off yet. Yeah, and you know that, uh, I mean, Kawhi's going to show up. No matter how much I, you know... Talk shit on Kawhi. I mean, it's it's at the end of the day, he is a tremendous player, and he's going to show up. It's all about if Paul George shows up. If Paul George doesn't show up, they don't have a chance in this series because if he comes out and he's shooting like shit, not defending, um, the series may be over because Kawhi can't do it all on his own. You're putting Kawhi on Donovan Mitchell for 40 minutes a night, and you're trying to have him score 35 a night. That's tough, in my opinion, for him. Um, you Will know, PG show up, in your opinion? I actually think PG is going to have a massive Game 3. I'm going to say PG goes for 37 in Game 3 and they get a win. So what's your final prediction? Jazz and I think Jazz won in 6, though. So you think the Clippers will get the next two? And then the Jazz won Game 5 and Game 6. That's, my, that's what I think is going to happen. Wouldn't be shocked if it goes 7. But I do think the Jazz are the better all-around team, in my opinion. And I do think Donovan Mitchell is a better player than Paul George. So... I mean, if you look at the, you know, Clippers versus the Jazz roster, I think the Jazz, I mean, the Jazz are still playing without Mike Conley, who played at all, he was an all-star this year. Clippers just, it looks so lethargic when they play. Yeah, it's just, it's just not a good mix of, you know, it's just not a good mix of players, and I said that for last year. (laughs) I don't know, I, people are, I, it still bothers me that people are shocked that they're doing this. Making it difficult on themselves. Well, no, they're not making it difficult on themselves, they're just not very good. They're, I mean, Kawhi's good. They're a good team, but they're not a great team like people thought. This isn't Michael and Scotty. This isn't. This is not Michael and Scotty at all. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous that people did that comparison. It's like, oh my goodness, really? They're gonna lose this round. They're gonna lose in this round again. What chance do you give them to win this round? I'll still give them a. Th- like a 30-35% chance to win because I think Kawhi I mean we saw Kawhi take over in the last series now also I don't think Dallas is nowhere near as good as Utah but you did see Kawhi take over and score 45 in a game 6 elimination so anything can happen but I don't see it man I just don't think they're good enough I've said that since they came together do you blow it up? you gotta wait and see what Kawhi does I mean they don't wanna blow it up they can't what do you 
what, what rebuild can they start? They don't have an unprotected pick till 2027. You can't start a rebuild. You, now, you may be forced to if Kawhi leaves, but... I mean, you want Kawhi to stay. You'd rather be in the playoffs than take or than be bad with no assets and no picks. So you hope Kawhi stays because, I mean, hey, at least we're in the second round of the playoffs every year, you know, or at least we're in the conference. They, they still have a good enough team where they could probably be in the conference finals at some point. But, like, you don't want to rebuild with no – you have no picks. You have zero. You gave it all away for this guy. So you think best bet, if they lose, just – Keep it going. Keep it going. Yeah, try just to try to build team chemistry. Yeah, just try to keep building chemistry. Stop freaking out and trying to bring in new players. Just keep the team. See how the team does for like two, three years. Stop just saying, oh, we need to fucking rebuild. You know, it's like, no, just keep the team and let it go. I mean, we'll see what happens. Again, you have one of the best players in the world. And Paul George at times can look like a top ten player in the world. But, you know, the only thing you could maybe do is maybe you get rid of PG for some role guys and build the team like Kawhi had it in Toronto. Get an okay second, get a get a good level second star and have a good team around him. Maybe that's what you do instead of having Paul George. You could also do that. But if Kawhi stays, if Kawhi wants to stay, or if, even if they lose, you still got to try to keep Kawhi. He is your... Do you think, obviously, yeah, you want to keep him, but do you think he will? I mean, I heard, he, I heard that it's, it's going to take... Like, let's say they lose this series, kind of embarrassing fashion, six games. I would say that there would be some teams that have a shot. Like who? I would say the Knicks have a definite shot. Um, I'd say Do the free Heat. agents actually want to go to the Knicks now? I think so. I think there will be some that want to go to the Knicks. I heard there's a lot of guys that want to play for the Knicks. Uh, but, um, you know, Miami, Dallas, all those teams are possible. Maybe. Is there any chance he signs like a one year with the Clippers again? And, yeah, I can. I honestly think if he does go back, or I would still because next year's it, next year's class is stacked, right? I had to think about it, and the more I thought about it, the more I think that the I think the Clippers will still be the favorites to land him this summer, this summer, because I do think if he goes back to the Clippers, it will be on a one year deal. I don't think he signs a five year max. You want to lock yourself into that shit show for five years? Go ahead. All right. Well, let's say they bring the band back. What are they in your West Power Rankings next year? Sixth. Sixth? Lakers. Jazz. Suns. Warriors. Mm. uh, Nuggets. The Mavs are only getting better. Then you got the Clippers there at seven. And then, I mean, the fight for the eight is going to be ridiculous. Portland, um, Memphis is going to be there. The Pelicans, the West is loaded. Um, I would put them over Dallas right now, depending on what moves Dallas makes. But yeah, I'd put them at about six. I do think, I do kind of think the Suns in Utah may fall back a little. I think the Lakers and the Warriors will be the two best teams in the West next year. That's what my prediction is, with Clay coming back. Warriors, and I think Wiseman gets better. That'll be an interesting team to watch, for sure. And then I like Denver more than I like Denver next year more than I like the Suns and the Jazz. Actually I like the Jazz more than the Suns because Chris Paul's gonna be a year older. He's you know, he's got fake injuries, so we'll see what happens there. With his shoulder, he might need to have, you know, 
reconstruction surgery on his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, so then what was it? You got this series watching now, watching Suns Nuggets. I have it. I had it going six, I believe. You think it's five or four? Suns and five. five I'll say yeah. five. I think they're just better. I mean, you watch. They're it's, just tough a better with, team. It's, it's tough with Murray out, too. I mean, the Suns are playing good basketball, too. Yeah, the Suns are just playing. They're shooting well. They're making so many shots. And they've played well defensively, too. I'll give them credit. They've played pretty well defensively this playoff. So. They played, that was the most evident thing to me that they. You could definitely tell versus the Lakers, their chemistry was just so much better. And they played harder. They actually knew how to play together. They wanted it more. Um, but yeah, I think a different this would be a different series if the Nuggets have Murray. I actually would favor the Nuggets, but again, injuries are part of the game. So I do think the Suns are just the better team. Um, 37-27 after one. So then on the east side... We had who we have who played tonight? Oh yeah, Sixers and Hawks. Sixers take a two-one series lead. Um, I believe I had that. I have that series going seven. I just don't know if the Hawks can defend well enough to win another two games. I think they could maybe steal one more, and it would probably need to be the next one. I feel if the Sixers win the next one, the series is probably over. Yeah, I think I think the Hawks will get one more game, but. I ultimately think the Sixers are just better. So they'll get get it in six. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think Atlanta's that great yet. No. They're young. They have potential to be really good, I think. Um, then obviously you got Nets and Bucks, which I picked the Bucks to win in six. I thought the you – know, I'm not saying this series is over for Milwaukee, and they did win game three. What series do you think is – Give me one series is the most over as of right now. Well, hell, the way that first quarter just went, I'd say this one. Sons? Yeah. I mean, it looks like they're just too good for the Nuggets. So, I mean, they're, they're probably going to go up 3-0 here, and then, hell, they'll probably win game four, too. So, I mean, I would if you had to guess, if I had to guess, I'd say this one. Obviously, if the Nets would have won last night, I would have said that. But I would say this series is probably the most over. Because I do think Milwaukee, yeah – People saying the Nets played bad offensively. I well, only two guys played good for Milwaukee. Milwaukee, if they can find the three ball, they can compete, especially with no Harden. So I wouldn't say this series is over. Um, I would actually say this series is the least over. Nets Bucks is the least over. I would say yeah. Sixers. I would say Sixers Hawks would be second behind uh, the Nuggets and the. Suns, and then I would go Jazz Clippers before I would go Bucks Nets, because the Bucks do have guys they can throw at KD and Kyrie. You know, I think Giannis needs to really take the responsibility though of guarding Kevin Durant. Yeah, he did it in the regular season and was pretty did pretty well. So I don't understand why, you know, he's all of a sudden taking a back seat and not guarding him. Um, but I do think I mean the the, the Bucks also played abysmally yesterday. Many they missed like a hundred threes. So, I mean, they shoot better. They can put up 115 points. I mean, they're two of the highest scoring teams in the NBA. So, it's not like the Bucks just because, well, KD and Kyrie played so bad and they only lost by three. Well, the Bucks didn't play good either. So, I don't think that series is really anywhere near close from over. I could easily see that series going seven. Um, yeah, I mean, I could easily see – do they play tomorrow? Yes, they play tomorrow. Yep. Uh, yeah. I mean, if Milwaukee just makes shots like they did in that first quarter – 
yesterday. I mean, I could yeah. easily see them coming out and winning by 15. Now, again, they are going to have to shoot better because I'm sure Kevin Durant and Kyrie aren't going to shoot that poor again. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think Nets will end up winning uh, even if they play a full seven-game series without Harden. Honestly, I think they just look like the better team. Yeah. So, okay, you got – do you think Nets do win the series? Yeah. you think Sixers win? I'll say Sixers six, Nets six, uh, Suns five, Jazz six. Okay, I'm going I'm to stick Jazz six. I'm going to say Suns actually in four now. I'm going to say Sixers in five. And I'm going to stick with the Bucks in seven. Wow. I'm sticking with Milwaukee to win the series. Wow. I'm going to stick with Milwaukee. I'm going to say you're going to see Milwaukee versus Philly in the Eastern Conference Finals. And I would take... All right, let's, yeah, let's just finish it out. I'd take Milwaukee over Philly in seven. I would take Utah over the Suns in seven. And then I will take the Utah Jazz to win the NBA title in six games over the Bucks. That's my <laughs> prediction. Wow. And I'm and you want to ask me? I'll take the Utah Jazz over the Brooklyn Nets if they meet as well. Stop. You don't think so? The Jazz are good, man. I was so wrong about the Jazz. Why do you think they match up well with the Nets? Because they can keep up with they can keep up with the offense. They can score and sh- they sh- do shoot well. Even on bad shooting nights, who has a it feels they'll like have home advantage, right? Yes, and even on bad shooting nights, it feels like the Jazz still make a lot of threes. Like even when they make twelve or for you know even when they shoot like 35 percent, it still feels like they made fourteen threes. They just shoot so many. It's like the Houston thing. Remember when Houston? Houston was in a lot of series and a lot of games back when they had Harden and they were running the three-point offense because they put up so many. Yeah, the percentages weren't good, but they were still making 15, 16 a night. So to me, I just think the Jazz can keep up with the Nets. I really do. And I think, you know, go bear man in the middle. The, the Nets aren't going to be able to score in the paint against the Jazz. You're going to have to do all jump shots. And I know that they can do that. Can they do that for seven games? I don't know. We'll see if it happens. I think the Bucks are going to beat the Nets anyway, though. True. I think I think I think the Bucks are a better overall team. Yes, I think the Nets have the star power. I will say, Divincenzo getting hurt is a tough loss for the Bucks. Uh, they really need him, or they could use him. Jamichael Green acting like he's playing for the Clippers, shooting pull up threes. <laughs> I was not expecting you to go Jazz winning the title. I am gonna go. They have to meet. I mean, one of the top five, like. Biggest dark horses as a one seed, right? Yeah, I mean Ever. it's kind of. Yeah, I think people, a lot of people going into this playoffs compared it to like uh, the Hawks back in 2015 with the Cavs and LeBron. You know, I, mean, the I Hawks remember a lot of people team. were saying like they're going to be in trouble playing the playing game. Teams like the Warriors or the Lakers. Well, yeah, if they would have played the Warriors, I think the series would have gone on a little longer than the Grizzlies won. But I don't think they would have lost. I think Steph could have got them a couple games. Yeah, I truly didn't know they were this good. I didn't know Donovan Mitchell had taken like that next step either. He's he's a killer. Is he a superstar? If he gets into the finals, yeah. But he has to do that. He has to get yeah. to the finals. What is this? Is this his third year or fourth year? Fourth, fifth, maybe. He was drafted in twenty seventeen. So yeah, fourth. This will be his fourth season. I mean, I think I saw a fair comparison. I you know. Reminds people a little bit of Dwayne Wade's run in 2006 when he was young. You know, kind of, and it's similar right now. I mean, the way he's just dominating the Clippers. 
I mean, 45 and then 37. He's averaging 41. It's kind of funny how they can't guard him, but that's supposed to be the greatest defensive wing duo ever, and they can't guard anyone. I mean, it's the path is setting up nice. I'm not going to lie. For who? The Jazz. Yeah. I like the Jazz against a lot of teams. Um, I would say the Nets would be one of the tougher ones because it would be so tough to guard them. Um, but in the West, I really like, think they match up with – I just wish I knew players. who was going to play for the Nets like, and what they look like playing together. Like, That's I really true. don't know. Like, I'm guessing Harden will be out most of this series probably. I don't think he comes back at all this series what I heard. I don't think he's come back this series. I mean, if they win tomorrow, there's no reason to play him. I mean, they've already proved they can win without him. Yeah. So I wouldn't even try to play unless it's like game seven and you know he's not going to re-injure it. But if there's any chance he re-injures it, don't play him, even in a game seven. Because you don't want him getting hurt. I mean, look what happened to AD. Lakers sucked anyway, so it didn't matter. It would have been nice to have him out there healthy, but he was clearly not healthy. So yeah. why play him? Um, all right, so we talked a little bit about the – we just talked about the Bucks. Do the Mavs need a different co-star for Luka? And I don't even know if you can really call Kristaps a co-star, so <laughs> I don't know why I put that. But do they need to get a number two, a legit number two to, to relieve him of some of his offensive duties at times? Yeah, I mean... You, you can't go through four seven-game series doing what they do offensively. He's going to get two worn down. Who do you get, though? I don't know. I don't know. It's tough to find... We're going to have to make, like, a trade or... Yeah, like, probably. I mean, this offseason, you're not really going to find anyone that's going to really do that. It would have to be in the trade market. I say Kimball Walker. I mean, I'm guessing Cuban's just going to wait... One more summer and then hand yeah. out money. Like or crazy. he's going to trade for a guy that's on an expiring deal so that he will still have money in the coming offseason, you know? I guess, they, yeah, they did trade for Kristaps, right? Yeah. I just, I don't know. I mean, you need somebody, though, because they're never going to win doing... They make it, and they may be able to win a series at some point, but they're not going to be able to win an NBA title doing this. We've seen this story. It's the same thing happened in Cleveland in the first seven years of LeBron's career. You got to get him a co-star, you know. And you don't get him a co-star. Look what happens. You're not able to win four series. Most time, Cleveland was able to win three series. So, <laughs> to me, it's just you got to find somebody. I don't know who, but you do need to find somebody, in my opinion. And I said I like. I think Kimball Walker still has some left in him. I think he's just tired of Boston. Um, it didn't work out. I would love to see maybe a Kimba for Kristaps swap, and send Kimba to Dallas. Is there any other stars that you could see? Kyle Lowry. Would not mind to see Kyle Lowry in Dallas. Is he a free agent? He is a free agent, so they could possibly sign him to a one-year deal. Um, what about bringing him to L.A.? I would love a sign-and-trade and send Dennis Schroeder for Kyle Lowry. They would they fuck up not doing that at the deadline? It depends how much – like I said, it just depends how much they value THT. Is THT really, – they really think THT is going to be the guy at some point? I think it's kind of run its course in my opinion. If he's the guy, then he should have been playing in the playoffs. Like – he did play, and he was terrible. What is it? Is it his second year? Yeah. I mean, I feel like by the second and third year, you you pretty much know what kind of player he's going to be. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, they probably should have done that. I think it would have helped to have him instead. 
Um, was the Heat's finals appearance a fluke, or did the East just get that much better? Let's run back. What even happened last year? They beat the Bucks, right? The Bucks were fully healthy. So round one, they swept the Pacers. Okay, and they beat the Bucks in the... In five, right? Conference semis. Round two. Sun, or the Philly lost to the Celtics, right? Philly lost in round one to the Celtics. Then the Celtics beat the Raptors in round two. And then the Heat beat the Celtics in five. I mean, look at the East last year. I mean, it just wasn't that good. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to say it was a fluke. I don't think. But, to me, the top three teams in the East this year are much better than they were last year. Let's be honest. Bro, Milwaukee's a much better team. Philly's obviously a much better team. And obviously the Nets are a much better team. And uh, Nets are here to stay. I mean, yeah. Giannis is there to stay. I think those top three Phillies teams. is there to stay. And in Miami in the next get... five years, are you going to see more heat, first-round exits, or title rounds? Hmm. Well, that's tough. Um, it, again, right now, the way the team's orchestrated, I'll say more first-round exits. Now, let's say they make a splash, though, and are able to get a Kawhi. Yeah, I feel like they might. If they get Kawhi, I would say more finals appearances. What does that roster look like, though? Like, Goron, Drogic? Oh, you probably Drogic. end up losing Drogic because you got to clear cap. You have to clear that $19 million, so you're probably going to decline his team option. So, I mean, you're running really young, but there's all – you know how it is. A team gets assembled like that, a ton of good vets will sign for the minimum to play there. So, I mean, you don't know – Do you like Jimmy and uh, Kawhi together? Yeah, I, I would really like that. You probably play Jimmy at the four, and you have Bam at the five. You have Kawhi at the three, Hero at the two, and whoever your point guard is, none or a veteran. Maybe even they decline Dragic's option, but he comes back for the minimum to play for that team. I, I mean, I'd like to see Kawhi in uh, Miami. I think that'd be pretty cool. The East would be stacked. Top four in the East would be stacked now. That'd be incredible. You see those? I mean, you would probably see those four teams be in the second round for the next four to five years. It'd be some great series. I would love to see the Heat match up with the Nets if that team was assembled. Um, would you rate? Would you put them over the Sixers? That team? The Heat? Yeah. I put the Heat as the best team if they did that in the East. Over the Nets? Yes. Why? Defensively, I like them a lot better, and they can still score. Their two best players are great defenders. What do you think of when you think of Harden, KD? You don't think of defense. <laughs> and they're all and Jimmy can also get you thirty, and Kawhi can also get you thirty-five and play defense. And Jimmy is a much better number two than Paul George. And you still have Bam Adebayo. And you still have Hero, who I think is out of bounce back here. I think people are writing him off too quick. I think he's going to be fine. And you probably bring Duncan Robinson back. So. Yeah, I mean, that would be incredible if he goes there. What's next for Boston? What are you doing here, Boston? I know you want, you are, you, you're waiting for this one. I brought up some ideas that I want you to grade. See how you grade these trades. I asked my brother, too, so I want to see where you guys graded these comparison-wise, all right? So let's read them off. So to start off, a blockbuster with Portland. Boston would receive Damian Lillard, Yusuf Nurkic, and Derek Jones Jr., Portland would receive Jalen Brown, Kimba Walker, Robert Williams, and two first-round picks. What do you grade that trade overall? 
We'll see what, see how close we can really come to grading this. B plus, B plus, A minus, whatever you want to give. For Boston? For both. What about this combined trade as an as a overall trade? You can give me your separate grades too, and then you can give me the overall grade. Read it off one more time. Okay, so Boston would receive Dame, Yusuf Nurkic, and Derek Jones Jr. And you can, if people are asking why are these other guys in it, got to make the cap word. Portland would receive Jalen Brown, Kimball Walker, Robert Williams, and two unprotected first-round picks in 2021 and 2023. I mean, I think it's an A for Portland. Okay. And why? Because getting Brown? Yeah. You know, if you, you know, yeah, you get a young piece. I mean... I mean, that's probably as good as a trade you're going to get, right? Yeah, he graded... So, out of the three trades that involved Jalen Brown, this was the second highest graded one on him. So, what would you what would you give it overall? B to B+. Plus. Okay, he gave it a B plus. Also. I still think... I mean, even with getting Dame, I still think the Celtics are missing a lot of pieces. Yeah, I think it's a good first step in the right direction, though. Yeah. I think they definitely compete with the top teams more than they did. I mean, Celtics obviously have to get rid of Kimba. Yeah. All right. So Boston goes. Boston. I know. You, I don't know how much you like Carl Anthony Towns. Boston goes big. Boston received Carl Anthony Towns and Malik Beasley for Jalen Brown and Tristan Thompson. This is me going saying, Boston knows this duo can't work, so they're they're just trying to find something else. Boston receives Cat. Cat. Mike Beasley, Jalen Brown, Tristan Thompson, Aaron Nesmith, contracts. Um, and I honestly, in my opinion, I think Boston would have to go pick here for Cat. Because here's why. Position value-wise, I have Jason Brown as the sixth best shooting guard. I have Cat as the third best center. So position value-wise, I think Boston would also have to give a top five protected pick probably, in my honest opinion. I would give myself, this is the worst trade out of the three in my opinion yeah i was gonna say b minus that's what he gave it as well so this is the top graded trade that he liked the most so this is boston goes for depth and then toronto's embracing the rebuild so boston would receive this is a massive trade this is a blockbuster four for four boston would receive pascal siakam fred van fleet chris boucher and gary trent jr Toronto would receive Jalen Brown, Kimball Walker, Peyton Pritchard, Grant Williams, and two first-round picks. So Boston decides we're just going to build depth around Tatum, and Toronto's going to say, fuck it. We're going to rebuild. That's an A. He gave that an A as well. A plus. It's a great trade. If you're in Boston, you do that right now. 100%. I mean, the depth they could make there, you add Van Fleet and Gary as shooters, Pascal's your four, Boucher's your five. And then no if way the Raptors would give up all that, though. Are they really looking that hard into a rebuild? No, I'm just saying, again, I'm theoretically saying they say we're rebuilding because we know right now the Raptors look at it saying, all right, we know we can't win a title. So why not get picks and get a guy we can build around in Jalen Brown? Obviously, that may not happen. I think it's a blockbuster, though. Okay, so... I do like that Dame, Dame trade, though. I think that's pretty realistic. For both Dame, sides. I think Dame's pretty realistic. I think that's more the most realistic one for sure. Okay. So this is just Boston says we're keeping Brown and Tatum. 
Let's trade Kimba. <clears throat> Boston and Dallas swapped disgruntled stars. So Boston would receive Kristaps Porzingis and Jalen Brunson. Dallas would receive Kimba Walker and Robert Williams. Um, In my opinion, I think it's a good trade. More on Dallas' side because I think if Kimba's healthy, you get that second ball handler for Luka, and I believe his contract is expiring. And Robert Williams can protect the rim. I don't want to see for the Celtics. C? Okay, he gave it a B plus overall. My brother gave it a B plus overall. I mean, I just don't like Chris Ops. Yeah. Jalen Brooks is a good player. Yeah. But, I mean. Okay, so let's say Miami. They're going. They're Miami's going hard this summer. They're trying to get a point guard. So let's say Boston just goes for depth. They get Goran Dragic, Andre Iguodala, Precious Achua for Kemba Walker. So they Boston just goes for depth, and they take they throw Kemba to Miami. Goran, Precious, and who? Iguodala for Kemba and Grant Williams. Mm. I'll still say C, honestly. God. All right, and then I did. Let's say Portland just blows it up. Let's say Dame goes to Portland. He's like, I'm out. I went out. All right, so... I thought I was thinking of a place. I do think Boston is a realistic fit for Dame, but I was thinking of the the best fit though. The best fit is easy for me. New York to the Knicks. No doubt would be the best fit alongside Julius Randle. So here you go though. Giving up the farm. Portland would get R.J. Barrett, Obi Toppin, Emmanuel Quickly, Kevin Knox, a 2021 Dallas first round pick and a 2023 and 2025 New York first-round pick, and the Knicks would receive Damian Lillard. So Portland just embraces the youth. They say, screw it. We're going completely young. We want picks and young assets for Dame. I mean, Knicks, I think, yeah. I mean, if you can get Dame Lillard for that, for sure, dude. I mean, I think if you're Portland, I do think it's time to just realize it's... It's, it's, running, running, it's, it's not going to happen. I mean, he's... Dame's awesome, but he's not a LeBron or KD who can just win with any roster. Yeah. If, I mean, they're going to keep being the 7, the 6, the 8 seed and lose in the first round. I mean, nothing's changed with that for the past four to five years. So To me, the roster they've built with him over the years has been poor. There's been no defense. He doesn't play defense. We know Dame can go score 50. Well, he can't have the other team scoring 50, another guy on the other team scoring 50 either. That's not going to work. Oh, boy. That's not good. But you can't have Dame. Dame just – they've built the team the wrong way. No defense, all offense. And that's why they lose every year. Yeah, they got to blow it up. Okay, so Dame's gone. CJ's next. LA. Portland receives Dennis Schroeder, Kyle Kuzma, and a 2022 unprotected first-round pick for CJ McCollum. And that's an A for the Lakers. Kuzma. I think it's a good trade for Portland, too. Kuzma's contract is not bad. You could get the signing trade with Schroeder and then potentially move Schroeder again if he's balling out in Portland, which he would end up being, what, maybe the number one guy there if all those guys are gone. So let's say he puts up 20-8. and eight, Then you could trade him the next offseason and get more picks. I like the trade. I really like for the Lakers, though. <laughs> I would love CJ McCollum. Do so you think they'd want Dennis? 
Do you think they start him? Yeah, to try to get more – to hope he plays well to get more value out of him. They would use him to be able to trade him again. That's what would happen. Would they start Kuz or no? Mm, not if they got Toppin and Barrett. They would start by Obi Toppin. That would be my guess. And then the other one is Nurkic going to the Clippers. For Zubach, Terrence Mann, and an unprotected first-round pick. What do you think the Clippers need? Do you think they need a ball handler, right? Oh, must need that. Must need as a ball handler. You said, like, this won't happen, but CP3? Oh, he would fit unreal there. That would just be a nightmare, though. Yeah. He would, would clash so good. hard. Would not be good. Okay, so now I'm going to go through my updated top 25 current NBA players. And we'll... Uh, Get your reactions. I'll stop. Do you want me to start at 25 or do you want me to start at 1? Mm. Easy to correct, probably going from 1. Like, easy to, more easy to criticize if I start at 1, right? Yeah. All right, so we'll go 1 through 5, then we'll get what you think um, about that. So, 1, still the motherfucking king. LeBron James is still the best player in the world. You, you haters can cry at night and still complain about it. But he is the best player in the world. And he's going to remain the best player in the world as long as he's healthy. So LeBron is one. Now, again, I was up on Luka saying Luka was two. And I watched KD play a couple games. I'm wrong. KD is still the second best player in the world. KD is unfucking believable. When Shannon Sharp says that he is the greatest scorer he's ever seen, I'm not sure he's wrong. The man scores effortlessly. I think KD is definitely number two. Luka would be my three. I have Steph at four. And I flipped it. I got Kawhi at five. I'm going Kawhi at five. What I've seen from Kawhi this postseason, if they lose, this if they lose, it is not on Kawhi Leonard this year. That's for damn sure. It ain't on Kawhi, and he's making sure of that. I Last year it was on. Uh, I might flip flop like Luca around with Steph or okay. Kawhi, but right. I mean that's probably my top five. Okay, so six Anthony Davis, seven James Harden. Eight, Nikola Jokic, nine, Giannis, and ten, Dame. And I'm sure Giannis can be a little, you know, I'm sure most people still have Giannis in their top five. It'd be hard for me to put AD up at six just based off the year I saw. I mean, I know he was a beast last year, but, I mean, even before he was hurt this year, he just had a weird year. Made me really question if he was an actual, like, number one. Or if he actually needs another guy to be... To be the... Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. type of player. Um, Maybe so talk think, about last night. Yeah, so I think that what? Kyrie, you have, you would like Kyrie over Dame, I'm sure, right? Talk I think about I would have Kyrie over Dame. Okay, yeah, yeah and I, I we talked about that. I'm sure Embiid off the top ten is going to be controversial as well. Um, I don't disagree with uh, Giannis, though. I mean, if... I, I just mean, think there's a lot of guys. Best that, player in the world, and you're not even your team's number one option. Like, yeah, that's and it's Chris Middleton over you. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah, no, I agree. He's yeah. got to develop some type of jumper or free throw. I mean, yeah, to be up there with the greats like LeBron and KD. I mean, he's got a long way to go. A long way, a lot longer than most people thought, in my opinion. I think a lot of people thought he was close to being the guy. No, not even close. But uh, my number 11 is Embiid. My number 12 is Kyrie. 
And then I think after 12, there's a little bit of a gap between 12 and 13. 13 would be Booker, 15 Mitchell, and Tatum 15. 14 Mitchell, 15 Tatum. That's a, Yeah, that's a good way to put it. A drop-off from after Kyrie. Uh, yeah. I would say there's definitely a drop-off in skill. Because I, uh, I would say Kyrie is a superstar. Mm. I'm not saying – I'm saying Book and Mitchell and Tatum, they're almost there. They're up next. I won't call them superstars yet. Now, Booker and Mitchell may change. Get your team to a finals, it may change. Um, yeah, I'd have to agree. Um, I mean, Donovan Mitchell's ridiculous. I would probably, it's tough. I mean, him and Booker are very, very close. I think I would definitely have those guys. Who do you have behind Tatum? I got Jimmy at 16. I'll put Jimmy ahead of Tatum. I have Chris Paul at 17. I'll put Chris Paul ahead of Tatum, too. Wow, okay. I have Trey Young at 18. Keep going. I wouldn't, I, wouldn't. I have Beal at 19. I, I have Beal over Trey Young, for sure. I do not have that yet. I, right now, I, do, I think Trey Young's better. I think I would go Trey Young. Um, it's tough, though, with me. And then I have Jalen Brown at 20. And I wouldn't – Brown and Tatum so tough for me. Because I think, I think Brown is more valuable to a team. You like Brown better, don't you? I do like Brown more. I don't think he's a, I just don't think he's a better player because I think Tatum offensively is that much better, but I do think Brown is more valuable to their team than uh, Tatum is. Yeah, I'm not huge on Tatum. I think he's a bunch of iso ball, takes a lot of bad shots, misses a lot of shots. He'll have a 50, 50 ball game here and there. But uh, I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if he's a number one guy who you build – your franchise around in hopes of winning a title. I don't I don't think I see that out of Tatum. Okay, so my final five. Number twenty one is Ben Simmons. Twenty two, Zach Levine. This one hurts me to say, but twenty three John Morant, twenty four Zion, and twenty five Sabonis. If you're gonna ask me who am I gonna take for the future, I'm gonna take Zion. Right now I'm gonna say Morant though. Uh he's led his team better in my opinion. He, as a leader he's led his team better I think. Now, I do think he has a better team probably around him, but I think as a leader, he's been better. I think that's where Zion lacks is leadership. I think he needs to become an alpha and be a leader to his team, or I don't think you know, he's ever going to end up winning NBA titles and stuff because he, he's got to be the alpha, and he should be. He can dominate the game whenever I mean, he, he could, wants. He could probably win MVP next year, could he not? Yeah, he could easily average 32-15 and 15 next year, without a doubt. It's not even – easily – but to me, I just don't know if he has that dog in him. I really don't know if he has that dog in him, and that's what I wear. I know Jaw does. I don't know if Zion does. It's weird for Zion because it's like his 32 and 15 are just like so unimpactful. Sometimes. Exactly, yeah. Because it just comes so easy on layups yeah. and, and mean, dunks and put back dunks. And the Pelicans just aren't, they're not very good. I, I think the Brandon Ingram signing was wrong. I, think, gonna, I don't think he fits next to Zion. He was snub. He was a snub. Who were your biggest snubs? Cat. You didn't even mention Brandon Ingram. Oh, I wouldn't even have it. I would have Paul George in my top twenty-five before I'd have Ingram. Wow. I don't like. I don't think Ingram's that good. Snubs. You could say PG, uh, Bam, Cat, Rudy Gobert. Uh, I guess some people may say CJ McCollum, but after you watch him in the postseason, would you really say that? Jamal Murray. Snubbed. Big snub. Snub. Big snub. Snub. He was the last one I moved out. 
People no are probably no. people are probably gonna question him not being over Jaw or Levine. It's fine. Does no Lamelo yet? No Lamelo. Not yet. No, it'd probably be in my top forty. Any others who were snubbed? I'm trying to look right now to see if there's any other snubs. I mean, I don't really think so. Like you said, you got. I'd say Brandon Ingram is probably your most notable. Cat, for sure. You think Brandon Ingram's the biggest snub? Not in my opinion, but I think from public opinion, it would be. I would have said Jamal, probably. Yeah, and Jamal. Cat, Bam, Rudy. I'm trying to think. I don't think anyone else would be that big. I mean... I mean, Clay's not in it, obviously, but he's yeah, hurt. Yeah, that's, that's, and that's, that's No Russ. One. Yeah, but not even close. <laughs> uh, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, no, maybe Fox... But again, I don't think he's very close either. I would honestly take Lamella over Fox. No Middleton? Yeah, Drew Holiday. Yeah, Middleton, he's okay. I mean, I couldn't put Middleton over. It was just tough for me. I thought about Jamal Murray at 25 over Sabonis, but I, I couldn't put any. I really couldn't do it and put Bam, Cat, or Rudy over Sabonis. Oh, so the Nuggets closed the half pretty well, only down four. All right. Before this first hour ends, I'm going to give my quick predictions on the fight card this weekend before we take a break. UFC 263, uh, Israel Adesanya versus Marvin Vittori 2 this Saturday, June 12th, 10 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Plus pay-per-view. So the first fight is going to be a women's flyweight bout between my number six ranked Lauren Murphy and my number nine ranked Joan Calderwood. Uh, shouldn't be, won't be the most action-packed fight. I think Murphy gets a decision. Probably uses her wrestling, controls most of the fight, and I'll say she gets a win. Uh, light heavyweight bout, my number 15th ranked light heavyweight Jamal Hill, who is 8-0, taking on Paul Craig, who's 14-4-1. I like Jamal Hill. He's bringing some more excitement, some youth to that light heavyweight division. I'm going to say Hill via second-round TKO. Welterweight bout, my number 11th ranked Bilal Muhammad, Taking on Damian Maya and Damian Maya's retirement fight, I'm going Bilal Muhammad via round one TKO. And then uh, I believe this is going to be the first ever uh, non-title, non-main event, five-round fight between my fourth-ranked welterweight Leon Edwards and Nate Diaz. Uh, Nate looked incredible on the scales. Um, he, he's in shape. Um, I told my brother I think the only way that he wins this fight is if this this moment – is too big for Leon Edwards because uh, Leon's never been here on this stage. Nate has. So if this is just too big for Leon, then I think Nate can get it done. But I'm I'm going to say it's not going to be too big. I'm going to go Leon. I wanted to go decision. I'm going to go Leon via round four TKO. I think he finishes Nate Diaz Saturday night. I think he beats him up pretty bad too. In the co-main event, a rematch of last year's fight of the year, flyweight title bout. My number one flyweight and UFC champion, Davidson Figueredo, who is 21-1 versus the number four ranked flyweight, Brandon Moreno. After the, after the weigh-ins and after the press comments, I really wanted to change my pick. That's tough. 
I'm going to go Davison via round two submission. I do think he finishes him this time. Um, but, man, I don't know. I, I'm rooting for Moreno, kind of. I don't even know why. But the main event, the rematch, Israel Adesanya coming off his first career loss at light heavyweight, though. He's now back down to middleweight to take on a guy he beat via split decision uh, in one of his, I think, his second UFC fight ever, fighting Marvin Vittori. I don't like Marvin Vittori's chances. I'm going to say Izzy via round one TKO. And those are my predictions for UFC 263. No. All right, so next, real quick, we'll get into it. We'll get into the Logan Paul Mayweather thing real fast. Um, Did you watch? I didn't. You did not watch. Okay, so, you know, a lot of people don't like boxing. Boxing heads don't really like that that happened. Uh, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I really did. Uh, Logan did a lot better than I thought. Um, I do think Floyd looked all of 44. I think he definitely – he's 44. And there's no issue with that. When Floyd says he wants to retire this time, I hope he retires. I don't think he should fight anymore. Um, I gave Logan the first two rounds – because I think Floyd was just trying to, you know, feel him out. And then I think Floyd won that last six for sure. So, yeah, I had Floyd win at six rounds two. Obviously, there was no official scorecards. But I did have Floyd winning. Um, so, okay, this weekend, it's the TikTokers versus YouTubers. Um, I do talk about combat sports, so I guess i got to talk about it. Really, the only three fights that matter are KSI's brother, Deji, who is representing YouTube. Taking on Vinny Hacker, who represents TikTok. Then the co-main event, Gib, who was knocked out by Jake Paul, representing YouTube, fighting Taylor Holder, who's representing TikTok. And the main event, obviously, Austin McBroom, Bryce Hall. Again, you know, I don't mind these things. They're, they're funny. I just hate when they act like they're real fighters. Like, on the thing, they're saying, fighters, face off. No, they're not fighters. Just say influencers, face off. They're not fighters. They're fighting each other, but they're not fighters. Bryce Hall or Austin McBroom's never going to fight Canelo Alvarez. They're not fighters. Jake Paul would fuck everyone up on that card so fast. It wouldn't even be funny. So I think Deji's going to win his. I think Holder wins his pretty easy. And I mean, I don't even know how to predict these fights. I'm going to say Bryce Hall will be a first-round knockout. There you go. You won the prediction. You get the prediction. Bryce Hall, first-round knockout. First minute. Based off of guessing? Or? Based off of I think he's going to have more power. That's just all I can say. I don't know what either of these guys are doing. It's kind of funny that they're doing it. But yeah, that much. Be... Depends on what time the card starts. If it starts at about 8, probably not because UFC starting at 9. I'm not going to watch during the UFC fights. But if it's starting earlier, like 5 or 6, I'll probably buy it. Fuck it. Just see. I just want to see what, how they look. I just want to see how some of these guys look. So we'll see what happens there. Um. Okay. So now we can do my updated top twenty, top fifteen quarterbacks heading into this season. This list will not consist of Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson. Where would I have them ranked? I would have Watson at five and Rodgers at three if they were in this. Okay, might be a little controversy at four. We'll see how we'll see how you guys react. So okay, I got Mahomes at one. That's a given. Brady at two, that's a given. Wilson at three, a given. Now here's where the chaos starts. Going into next year, I have Kyler Murray as the fourth best quarterback going into next season. I think Kyler Murray wins MVP next year. I think Kyler Murray will be MVP of the NFL next year. 
Where'd you say you had Watson if he played? I would have him right above Murray. So Murray would basically be at six because Rodgers would be at three. Josh Allen at five. Your guy. Big Josh Allen guy. Dak at six. I would, put, I would put Josh Allen and Dak over Kyler. So. Okay. And then Lamar at seven. So there's the top seven. Lamar and Kyler are close. I think Murray throws it better. Yeah, he does, for sure. Stafford's eight. Justin Herbert's nine. And honestly, you could argue Herbert over Stafford or Lamar, in my opinion. Baker, 10. (laughs) Matt Ryan, 11. Is Baker proving he's the guy this year? I thought he did very well last year. He's going to have to prove it, though, this year if he wants a big contract. So they're going to have to be good, which we'll get into my predictions there here in a minute. Um, Ryan Tannehill, 12. Tannehill better be good this year, though. Oh, shit. You can hand the ball to a 250-pounder, or you can throw the ball to A.J. Brown or Julio Jones. You better be good. Big Ben, 13. Kirk Cousins, 14. And Jared Goff, 15. So I'll tell you the three guys that just missed my list were Derek Carr, Joe Burrow, and Carson Wentz. I'm guessing Joe Burrow will be way higher after next year. Probably. Probably, yes. But I got to see him do it. Was Tua close? No, I didn't have I didn't have two at twenty. I had Jimmy G nineteen and and Sam Darnold twenty. No Tua. Did Sam Darnold move up? What? What do you think Sam Darnold's ceiling would be? Ranking wise in quarterbacks? Next year, yeah. Twelve. He could move up to the top twelve. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna say he could replace eleven. I think he could be better than Matt Ryan. So I'd say eleven. I don't think he's better than Baker. God, dude, if he comes out in balls and then it's the comparisons of him and Baker again, God, that would be tremendous. But, yeah, so, again, top five would look a lot different. Top ten would look a lot different if Watson and Rodgers were playing. And Rodgers still may play. Watson, I'm skeptic about it. Okay. So now I want you to react to my predictions for this season. We'll do the AFC first. Okay. So, in the AFC East, I got the Bills winning the division, the Dolphins finishing second, the Patriots third, the Jets fourth. In the AFC North, I have the Browns winning the division, Ravens second, Steelers third, Bengals fourth. In the AFC South, I have the Colts winning the division. Even with the trade. Even with the trade. Titans two, Jaguars three, Texans, four. In the AFC West, Chiefs, one. Chargers, two. Raiders, three. Broncos, four. So then I have, obviously, I have the Chiefs. Who do you you have the Chiefs losing to? I have the Chiefs losing to the Chargers once. Who did I have the Chiefs losing to? Chargers once. In Vegas once. I have Vegas getting upset over them once. Hopefully I'm not that game. Um, who was the other one I had them losing to? Oh, Cowboys. <laughs> now that might be a one over a, you know, but it doesn't matter. So I'd have the, I think the most controversial one probably going to be the Colts. 
I think Carson Wentz can have a tremendous year. I really do. I think the Colts are going to be very good. Um, I really wanted to go 17-0 after what Mahomes said, though, for the Chiefs. You think? Are you that confident? Oh, I mean, I think... How's their schedule looking? It's not, like, the toughest. I mean, they, I think... It's they, not like the fucking Cowboys. Cowboys got ran through the mud in that schedule. Who do they have? Dude, I mean, just a nightmare schedule. You're so confident in them, though. Dude, I am very confident. They'll win the division. I hope. What are they doing? I mean, look at that. Buccaneers, Chargers, Eagles, Panthers, Giants, Patriots on the road. Okay, well, are we not going to scroll down? Hey. What is happening? So that's, okay, there's, so, (laughs) Tampa, at Chargers, Philly, Panthers, Giants, at Patriots, at Vikings, Broncos, Falcons, a little worse now, at Chiefs, Vegas, at Saints, at Washington, Cardinals. I do see a lot of wins, though. I mean, if I'm going off right now, I have them at 10 and 7. I don't think, I don't know if they win the first two weeks, though. I do think they win the next three weeks after that. Six and four. Okay, yeah, ten and seven. Which is what I have them going in the NFC East. There's the NFC. I have three teams from the NFC West making the playoffs. Wow. You have the Vikings winning, huh? Oh yeah, easily. I think their their division the division's so weak, they'll run away. So you're basing this off of Rogers retiring? Yes, Rogers not playing for the Packers this year. Retiring. Is that your gut feeling? Yeah, gut feeling is that he ends up retiring, but who or knows? At least could, a year. At least a year. I do not have the Niners making the playoffs again though. I wouldn't say that's too bold. I have them finishing fourth. You know who's gonna win comeback player of the year is Jameis Winston. When he leads the Saints to the playoffs. It's so weird to look at the records. 11-6, and 10-7. and seven. It's uh-huh. so weird. Oh, yeah. Let's discuss college football playoff. I heard it's going to 12 for sure. Is it? I heard that it's 100% going to pass. I know you don't like it. It's just so many teams. It doesn't even mean anything anymore. Earn it. You don't think the playoff means anything? I think it just really ruins the rest of the bowl games. I just don't think Notre why why should Notre Dame be in every single year when we've seen what they do every time they get in. Now, six teams and eight teams, I think you can make a you can make a great case for six teams. Have a little wild card game there. Eight teams, eight. yeah. I'd love eight. But when you get to twelve teams, like So what I'm hearing I don't I don't give a fuck. To watch Coastal Carolina versus Notre Dame, like I don't care about Cincinnati versus Georgia. Like at the end of the day, I mean, most likely the top four teams are still going to prevail. It's just money. Yeah, I just wish it wouldn't have been. Why? Well, I, w- I wish Coastal would have played. I would have loved to see Coastal Carolina beat Notre Dame, though. That would have been embarrassing for Notre Dame. 
and they would have lost. I mean, that's gonna be a grind. Are they, are they gonna? Surely they're gonna reduce games in the regular season, right? I mean, what it's adding potentially three extra, right? For the non for the non buy the non teams that get a buy, it's adding three to win the national title. It'll be three. I don't see a problem with that. I mean, I well, if Coastal Coastal would have to win what four three. games? Three. Because it go from so you'd have the top four get a buy, one the other eight play, then it goes down. Oh yeah. So they'd play the five seed, and they then they would play the. Oh shit, hold on. So it goes from. So eight are playing. Shit! It would be four. Yeah. Because the top four get a bye, so it would be four to win it, three for the teams that get a bye. So, like. I think eight would have been perfect. Because what you could have done with eight is. I mean, it's obviously a long shot for a first-round team to win it all, but... Extreme long shot, because... I mean, if they do, if they make the title game, and they place 13 regular season games in a conference championship... I mean, this will ruin the conference championship games. Will it not? It depends where people are ranked at the time, I guess. Like, because, I mean, you're still going to try... If you're, like, let's say, in the Big 12, it's like... They need to do it where it is, they say... Conference champion winners are automatically in. Well, that's so. Here's what I think is going to be the plan: is I think you're going to do. You're going to get the Power Five conferences. Whoever wins their conference are automatically in. Then I think you're going to see, whoever the number one group of five team is, you're going to give them a chance. They're in. So that would have been Coastal. Yes, because they beat BYU. Or since, or would that have been Cincinnati? Mm-hmm. Or are they? Yeah, it would have been Cincinnati because they're yeah they're an American. So Coastal would have had to get in by being a wild card. Because then you're going to have six wild cards. Now how do you choose That's that? That's a lot of wild cards, dude. Now how do you choose that? I don't know. That's going to be interesting. Um, I think 12 is a little much after thinking about it. I would have liked eight. And I wouldn't have minded six. What was your plan for eight? Five winners. Five. non-conference five. So five, the five conference champions, the group of five, and only two wild cards. That's pretty good. And I wouldn't even have been. I wouldn't even. The only thing is, you six would have been tough. If you're not guaranteed, you could do six. You can't guarantee conference champions to get in though, because that'd be five conference champions and a group of five that already take up the six. Yeah. And let's be real. A and M would have went undefeated in the Pac-12. So, Oregon was twenty-five. Who do they play? They That's got, the thing about like Oregon got smacked by Iowa State, did they not? Or did they smack Iowa State? No, Iowa State beat them pretty bad in the bowl game, right? Let's check. I think Oregon won. Either way, if I mean Oregon, why do they deserve to be in a playoff? You know. Oh yeah, damn. Iowa State won thirty four to seventeen. Exactly. And, and they would have been the playoff. And they would have been the fourth best team in the Big Twelve last year. That's why I don't like it. It's just a wasted game, wasted spot. Well, so they're going off of putting teams in there because of rankings?
Well, they were saying conference champion winners are in. But they would base them off of, I don't know. See, I don't know. I don't know how they would rank Oregon in that. You'd have to start with the wild cards. You couldn't just put Iowa State in because they're 11-2 and two over an SEC team that's 9-4, and 8-5. and five. You'd have to judge who you think is the better team and who played better competition. But isn't that what they're supposed to be doing now? Well, that's what they do now for the time. But I'm saying, but I think what they're going off of now is, you know, they're not ranked. Again, record is definitely matters when it comes to the rankings, let's be honest. Iowa State was not the 12th best team in the country. Let's just be real about it. They weren't. Cincinnati was not the ninth or 8th best team in the country. Why not do? Here you should do. Why don't we just do it basketball style? Have a 64-team tournament. <laughs> okay, we can't do a 64-fucking-team tournament football. Oh, my goodness. Um, if they move it... But if they move it to 12, they can never change it again, right? I mean, they could if they think it's too many. Could they not? You can't go bigger, can you? No, but no. you could reduce it down to 8 if you think it's too much. Well, no, you could never go to 16 or, like, 20. That's way too much. That's... that's I think 12's too much. 16 or 20 is legitimately... Professional football. It's more than professional football already, is it not? There's twelve. Well, there's twelve. So I guess yeah. To be a wild card, you have to win the same amount of games the team has to to be a Super Bowl. So. But that's the difference. Is like a wild card in this playoff should has never been, win. No. Ever. Like how? It's not basketball where you can get hot and get an upset. Like you don't have a hot hand. A quarterback's just not going to throw better because he's feeling it or something. You know, I mean, come on. It's ridiculous. Eight is plenty. You know how big of a fucking argument it's going to be over the wild card spots when the SEC gets fucking five teams in the fucking playoff? I mean, yeah. So, Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Auburn, A&M, all of them are going to get in. Notre Dame's still going to fucking get in. If Notre Dame gets bounced in round one, the first time they do a 12-team fucking playoff, they should never be allowed in the playoffs again. Never allow Notre Dame in there again. I'm serious. Bama, Clemson, Ohio State will always be in. Florida. Did they have Florida ranked over A&M? No. One behind. I was going to say. They did have four SEC teams in it, though. Exactly. Would the Big 12 have one? Two? But yeah, see, I don't know. I mean, they, they're they just going to have to come out and say we're doing it as the 12 best teams who we think the 12 best teams are, or are we going to include every conference champion and then go from there? I don't know what they've said about that. So what they should do, if they do do the conference champion thing? I'm getting, they, if they're going to go to 12, they have to do the conference champion. Okay, so let's say they do the conference champions in the group of five. That elim- That's six teams automatically in, right? Here's what you do. You don't do any fucking rankings all year, College Wall Committee. Don't do any rankings. Then, once you find out who the six got, who the six automatic bids are, then you come out with the top six of who the wild cards are. You don't rank them all year, though, because then it's going to get shitty when you fuck over a team. So you don't, if you're going to include, if you're going to do the automatic buy-ins, automatic bids, like five conference champions, one group of five, then you don't do, let the AP poll do their rankings all year, 
and then you just wait. College football committee's gathering there for all year, and then once that last conference title game is over, you come out with your final six wild cards, and then you rank. You don't just put Oregon at number five because they won the Pac-12. If they're the fucking twelfth worst team, you put them at twelve. You know, you don't give them an automatic. You don't give them automatically five or six because they won their conference title. No, because Oregon's going to be worse than the A&M, the second best SEC team. So you, what you do is you figure it out who the who you have is your top twelve, and then you come out with the top twelve. That's how you do it. But you don't do any rankings all year because you, think you don't we'll see teams start to load manage. I don't know. Probably not. Depends who. I mean, maybe, maybe Alabama if they lost like a game, maybe they'd be like, hey, we don't want to play in the conference title. We don't want to play an extra game. You know, maybe they take a game on per. I don't think so, though. I just couldn't see that. I'd be weird to see foot. If football starts doing load management, I'm out. I'm out. I am out. I'm so out on it in the NBA. If they do it in football, I'm out. I'm so I'm not watching. That's ridiculous. If they if they move it to twelve, I think they have to cut regular season games down by one. Oh. I would say two. One or two. So you're playing twelve right now. I would say what you do is. Bama went 15-0, so they play 12, and then conference championship. And then they'd have to two. play two bonus games. No, they'd have to play, if they got the bye, they'd play one more. So they'd play 16. When a team, if a team... But how do you know, how do you know if you're going to plan for, if you're going to be the one seed or the 12 seed? I mean, you yeah, could you have injuries know. and lose two yeah. games and get moved to the 10 seed and have to play three games. So, I mean, you don't know. Yeah, you don't know. That's going to be interesting how that works. I mean, when is it? I don't think it's going to be implemented until like 2025, though. 2024. I saw that it could be earliest is 2023. Oh, shit. They're trying to come quick with it. They want that money. They're so greedy. They just want money. It's such a money grab. I understand it. More money. The playoff games are going to have, if you have it, headlined as a 5 versus 12 instead of saying it's the Chick-fil-A fucking Peach Bowl. You have it as a college ball playoff game. It has more ratings. There you get, you get more ratings. Because let's be honest, nobody, ever since they went to the playoff, nobody gives a shit about those other bowl games. Let's be real. The playoff's just taken over. Well, now it's just even going to be worse. Oh, it's going to be terrible. How are you even, I don't even know, like, let's say a team like, let's say a team like Georgia or Auburn or Florida were to miss out on a 12-team playoff. Good luck getting them to sign to go play in the Hawaii Bowl. It's already hard enough to get them to play in the Peach Bowl. Exactly. So they're not playing, they're not playing in the Hawaii Bowl. Yeah, the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl is a New Year's Six Bowl, and they don't even really want to play in that. Imagine they end up being 13 or 14, and they're like, hey, you want to come play in the fucking Papa John's Pizza Bowl? <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> We're good. We're done. Our season's over. We didn't make the playoff. That's all we care about. So, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. I'm um, just going to come more quick hitters before we end this off. Uh, so, three teams. What, what would be your top three teams that compete most with Tampa in the NFC? Hmm. I think, I'll put Dallas up there. I have Dallas as my third. I have Rams one, Seahawks two, Dallas three. And the NFC is so bad. I mean, Packers maybe. If Rodgers, if Rodgers came back, I'd probably bump the Cowboys out, yeah. yeah. Seahawks are just so inconsistent. You never know. Their defense just isn't that good ever. It's definitely easier to find teams that could challenge the Chiefs than the Buccaneers. I mean, I easily right now you go me, Browns, 
Bills, and I'd probably say, I would honestly still say the Ravens. That would be my top three. I'd go I Bills still, one, Browns two, Ravens two. I think their competition is better, but I still think the gap is just wider. as much. Yeah, just as much. Yeah. Probably, I, I would say wider, honestly. All right, out of the five rookie quarterbacks, what do you rank them having the best careers? If you can just predict right now, predict the future. The five quarterbacks that are drafted in round one, how would you rank them on having the best careers, if you could just guess? So who is it again? It's Mack. So you got T-Law, Wilson, Lance, Fields, Mack. I'll go T-Law, one, Fields, two, Mack Jones, three, Zach Wilson, four, Trey Lance, five. Okay, so we have the same top two. I go Law, one, Fields, two, Lance, three, Mack, four, Wilson, five. I think the Jets really fucked up. I just don't know if he's ready for it. He looks like a kid. It's going to be tough in New York. It's good, exactly. He has, this, let's say he plays all the games and they go like 2-15, and 15, like I think they will. They're going <laughs> to hammer him. Yeah. All right, so obviously we're breaking them both at the same here. Rank these second-year quarterbacks who you think will have the best careers. Obviously we're going to have Herbert Burrow. When it comes down to Hurts and Tua. Oh, Tua over Hurts. Really? I, yeah. I'm not, a, I'm not a big person. I'm not a big fan of either of them. I'm not a big first guy. I would go to it, but I think it's closer than people think. Will Rodgers play another game for the Packers? I'll say yes. You think he plays? Okay, I'm going to say no. I think somehow they figure out a way to make it happen. And you know, they, they, offered him, they offered him $50 million a year, and he said no. Really? I just don't see how it's going to work. Why is he holding, like... What is the main reason? Just Because he, they he won't put management. pieces around him. Yeah, they didn't like management. I mean, they just gave away their all-pro center. They didn't even try to re-sign him. He went to the Chargers. So, help Herbert out, not help Rodgers out. Julio trade to Tennessee. Like it or not? Not really. Yeah, I know. It didn't make sense to me. I don't like and it. And I know Julio didn't have a say, but he literally said, I'm going to go to a big... Well, I, thought, I thought he was talking to the Falcons about, like, well, he, yeah. Yeah, but there's at the end of the day, though, yeah. they're not going to send him to a shitty team, but they're also going to get the best they can get for him. Have you heard any other teams that were interested? The Bills were very interested, and so were the uh, that been. Seahawks were interested. Um, well, he wanted to play with a big-arm quarterback. He said that. Uh, the Colts, he said he, he honestly said he liked Wentz. He would like to play there, but now he's playing for Tannehill. Tannehill can't throw farther than fucking Matt Ryan, so... I don't know. It was interesting to me. I didn't really, I didn't really get it. I don't. Yeah, it doesn't bump the Titans up. Mm-mm. I mean, it does not bump them up. It's actually, wor- I mean, it's probably worse for Julio. So. It doesn't make me want to pick him or AJ Brown in fantasy. Give me your top, your top five running backs, wide receivers, and quarterbacks in fantasy. Running backs: McCaffrey, Cook, Kamara, Saquon, Chubb. I have my top ten. Actually, you want it? Yeah, just do your top ten. Zeke, Derrick Henry, Aaron. Actually, Jones. just do your just do your first round. How you would draft? <laughs> okay, so Let's I would go no quarterbacks first round. Okay, McCaffrey, Cook, Kamara, Barkley go one, two, three, four easily for me. No would, Zeke. No, I would honestly say Chubb goes five. Really. 
Diggs or Hopkins. I'm going to say Diggs Hopkins goes 6 7. And then I'm going to say Kelsey. Be eight. Kelsey's got to go round one. Kelsey would go eight. And then what you do if you're at eight, you pick fucking Kelsey and he'll back to back. That's go, a game. Go, go nine. Go uh, ten, 10 team, first rounder. Okay, so Kelsey eight. Could you imagine a Kelsey and Tyreek Hill on the same team? I wouldn't say more than three receivers going round one, though. I would say you're still going to have running backs, so I'd say my last two would be Zeke, Derrick Henry, whichever way you want to put them. Actually, just go first two rounds. Ten team? Okay, so you just picked? Just go on best available. So you just picked Derrick Henry. I'm going to say you're going to go ahead and pick uh, Michael Thomas. Here. No, you're gonna pick Tyreek Hill. You're gonna pick Tyreek Hill here. You just pick Zeke. Now you're picking Michael. Mm, you could load up on running backs here. Could go Aaron Jones. I like Aaron Jones more. Let's say it's running back heavy. Alright. So okay, then you just took Derrick Henry, you're taking Aaron Jones. Then you just took Zeke. You're probably taking, in my opinion, you're taking Josh Jacobs. You did take you took Kelsey. This is where you gotta pair him with Hill. So you gotta go Kelsey Hill. Then you took Hopkins. You're going to take Jonathan Taylor, and you took if you took Diggs, you're going to take Najee Harris out of Pittsburgh. Then the five running backs went, so you had Chubb at five. You're probably going to go receiver, and you're looking towards Michael Thomas. Maybe Julio. I don't know who's going to go between them. What about DK. DK's going to be up there. You would put A.J. Brown over Julio, you said, right? What about Calvin Ridley? I would value him over him. <laughs> but I still think Julio's going to go high. People pick off names. So people are stupid in fantasy. Got dumb fucks picking. Ridley's going to fly up there. I don't know how it would go completely. I'd have to look and I'd have to keep looking. I'd have to do actually. When is acceptable to take pits? God, I'd say Kittle's going round three. Waller's probably going round three or four. I'd say four, late four, early five for Pitts. Maybe, maybe what are your, four. What are your top five uh, quarterbacks then? Mahomes. Okay, so a fantasy, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mahomes, one. Allen, two. Wilson, three. Dak, four. No Kyler. Kyler Murray, five. For fantasy, yeah. And I would honestly say Herbert or Stafford, six, seven. Stafford should have an incredible season. I mean, there's no way he doesn't. The Rams are going to be legit, dude. They could beat the they could beat the Bucks. Be but. Sweet. Stafford's never been playing in big-time games, so we're going to see how he does really in big-time games. But uh, is that is that good? Is that all you want to talk about? Pretty good. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Got into a lot. Yeah, in that hour and a half, we got into a lot. Is there, I mean, sports are it's kind of just down to the NBA right now, right? Yeah. I mean, baseballs. And- got the Euros, soccer league, Euro, European Cups going on. But, yeah, I mean, really everything's – all the leagues are done. USA had a big win, right? <sighs> Massive win over Mexico. That was awesome. I did. I was watching the. What sucks was on the same time as Logan Paul Mayweather. So at one in the morning, I watched a two and a half hour soccer game until three thirty. 
It was an incredible game. One of the best games I've ever seen. That rivalry is intense. You're high on them, aren't you? Very high. Next World Cup, we'll be we'll be there. We'll be. I think. When is it? Tw- uh, next summer. Yeah, next summer is the World Cup. Is the women's this summer? Women's is this summer. And ours, where? Uh, I'm not sure. Ours is in Qatar, I believe. I don't know where the women's is. Oh no no, women's is always the year after. This year's the Olympics for the women's. Uh, Olympics yeah. for women's. They're always the year after. They're always 2023. They're always one year after in the World Cup. Yeah, I think by 2022, I see us being a top eight, top eight team. I think top we, eight. I think we can make it to the top eight, even the final four. I think we're damn, we're gonna be damn good, and we're only getting better. I mean, we're so young. The players are only getting better. That was a great win over Mexico. That was good to build the confidence, and now we got to play the Gold Cup. So we're gonna see Mexico this summer is the Gold Cup. So we'll see them probably in that final as well. So and they'll, they'll they were they did have a couple injuries. Um, so we'll see a more healthy Mexico team, which will test us even more. So hopefully we can beat them again. One month out. We're one month out from the rematch, the trilogy. Um, Gone through some heartbreak. God, sports have been rough. You know, like I said, KU, down year, get blown up by 40 in the tournament. Cowboys, Dak goes down with an injury, bad year. Connor gets finished by poor A. LeBron bounced in round one. It would, uh, it could just flip the year. It would flip the year with a win, man. It would flip it. I, and everything else doesn't matter if he'd get this win. I would take, I would take everything that happened. I'd leave it the way it was if he could get this win. I don't care. It is what it is. You know, I just got to come out and you know fight smarter, fight better, and I, I, I don't see any reason why he can't win. I mean, I think he's a better fighter. So, we'll see what happens though. Fight's a fight. If you know he come out not prepared, then he, he's gonna lose. But if he comes out prepared like I know he can, then I think he's going to win. I think he's going to win quickly um, in violent fashion. Um, out cold, I think he'll yeah, what's beat your, him back. What's your one-month-out prediction? What did you predict last time? Second-round knockout. Knockout in under a minute and a half. That's my prediction. That's your prediction this time? Knockout under a minute and a half. I, I still can't get over that fight because I know he's a better fighter. I don't care if people say, I think Dustin, rightfully so, should be called the best lightweight in the world right now. But that will, people's opinions will change when he dusts his ass come July 10th. Out of me watching at an undisclosed location. <laughs> uh, so we good? I think we're good. Right, yeah. That was a good time. Thanks yeah. for coming back on. Always good to come back on, man. Oh, yeah. And uh, we'll see you guys next Monday or Tuesday with a fight recap. Uh, peace, guys. Thanks.